0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't forget, big seminar coming up this Thursday, 6.30 to 8.30 in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. I would love to see you there. I'm talking about income and retirement. You work from age 20 to 60. And then you live off that fat that you created, that nest egg, that nut, until the day you die. That's intimidating for a lot of people, and they put it off. I've got enough money to retire before I hit the age of 45. By the time I hit 50, I was in a really good uh, situation. So I'm starting thinking about kids and how do I set them up. I look at our economy of the haves and have-nots, and maybe I don't have the smartest kids. Maybe I don't don't push them as much as I could have. Um, so they may not be, you know, STEM type of kids, science and tech. Um, I, I may not have an electrical engineer on my hands if you know what I'm saying. And therefore, where will their pay fall? I was lucky enough to realize at an early age that I didn't want to work till the day I died. And if I did want to work in radio and television, it would have been a major mistake. I work in radio and television because I was able to support myself from starting my own business. But if I had to count it on, a, on it as a career, I, I wouldn't have enough for retirement. A lot of money is left radio and television as far as careers go. I'm not a salesperson. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. So I would have been in trouble, to say the least. Anyhow, you kind of get where I'm going at with this. In my 20s, I wasn't the biggest dividend investor. I wasn't the biggest lover of Warren Buffett. As I grew up into my 25s and 30s, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 70, 70, 75, 75, we got 75. Um, as I grew up, I kind of learned uh, that's, that's probably the better way to go. So just know that you should change in life and that you should develop better patterns. In your 20s, you don't know about disability insurance. You don't think about it. I could tell you that being on the side of people who email me about you know financial issues, wanting to get to retirement, wanting to have enough, disabilities are, are killer Whether you're the person with a disability or you have a family member with a disability they are financially killers It's tough um, I've got a friend whose uncle is You know got down syndrome and like he needs help on a regular basis he basically Sits in his brother's basement and watches TV all day. Can't really function on his own, can't really go to the store on his own. So what happens if the healthy brother passes away? How about the healthy brother having to support his brother, his wife, and his kids? I can tell you every dependent you add to your life is expensive. Someone with a disability is probably more expensive. Another guy that I worked with in the past, Matt, he's got a daughter who's got Down syndrome. And uh, they live a great and full life. And I love it. And he treats his daughter as if she has no issue. And I love that. Um, But financially speaking, he's 30 years older or 35 years older than his daughter. And who's going to take care of the kid? That's where you learn about trusts and and wills and how do you leave money. And he did great. And he will have – she will have a good life. But there's a lot of people in the world we know that won't. A woman that I know, Kathy – uh, she, her first husband was just a jerk and I've met the guy and he really is a jerk and she was a sweet woman, but she's had a bit of a stroke and her face is a little drooping on one side and she's got a brother who's got down syndrome. It's funny. It's hitting me how many people I know who have down syndrome, um, or family members. But again, these are people I talk to on a pretty regular basis. So it makes sense. Uh, the whole down syndrome angle, I'm not trying to make a whole segment out of it, just Trying to say that uh, having a legacy is pretty important, in my opinion, but not important for everyone. And what you know in your 20s and 30s is nothing compared to what you know in your 40s and 50s. And I appreciate that. And sadly, what you know in your 70s is probably what you do in your 20s as you start to lose your mind. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I'm in a remote location day, and thus I've had some technical difficulties. That's pretty normal. Radio, you don't have to be in the studio every day. And sometimes I do the show from Kron, KDOW, uh, on Fridays. So Fridays is a remote stable day. But I can do pretty good sound and radio, and sometimes it doesn't pull off, and I apologize on that. But I'm here. Uh, you can find me online at Rob Black show. You can listen to the show every day from 7 to 9. You can get the podcast. Uh, when there's a bad segment, we edit it up nicely so that it doesn't sound quite so bad. The podcast is available on Apple iTunes under Rob Black and Your Money. You can find it at Rob Black show and subscribe that way. I think, it's, I, think I think I do pretty good work. Anyhow, and anyway, Electronic Arts is sliding as a stock, and it's a stock that I used to really, really like. And I think ahead of the new Xbox in 2020 and the new Sony PlayStation 5 in 2020, it's something we should pay attention to. Electronic Arts is the creator of Apex Legends, and they're down 6% on Friday, when basically the data started to come out that Apex Legends Season 2 came out, and people aren't really... Well, let's talk about it. The champion right now is Fortnite. In this corner, we have the champion, right? Electronic Arts is not the champion. Electronic Arts and Activision, Blizzard have been making great games that typically cost 60 bucks. and then you can spend 10, 20 bucks on expansions, or you can spend money on crates or you can crates that might have new suits or new weapons or new scopes, or you can grind through hours and hours and hours of playing and get those. If you take a look at Electronic Arts, it's had a weird year, um, and I would say probably not the greatest year. Right now, they put a lot of bet in, and they, they surprised the world. Fortnite's played by hundreds of millions of people around the world. It's a free game, or you can pay $10 roughly for 10 weeks. And you kind of grind through some challenges. I don't want to get into the details. If you want to learn more about Fortnite, you can by going to go you into know, YouTube and just type in, in F-O-R-T-N-I-T-E. You'll see what it's all about. It's wildly popular. And it isn't losing all that much steam. Um, it's going into its 10th season in next week or two. And each week, each season is typically 10 weeks. So that's two and a half plus years, right? And it got stronger and stronger. I don't think it's as strong as it was. But anyway, I'm digressing. So Electronic Arts, they dropped Apex Legends on the market. And people were like, whoa, this is very similar. It's got a different business-like approach that Electronic Arts brings to it versus Epic Games. But investors, gamers, and analysts all were looking forward to the update to see whether the new Apex Legends could legitimately compete with Fortnite, which has 250 million-plus users. Fortnite having competition is good. Maybe it pushes both of them to come out with better product for the consumer. Apex Legends is a free-to-play game, Battle Royale. Uh, There's multiple versions of it. They've done really nice of keeping it fresh. Even though it's probably getting kind of stale, but Electronic Arts fell about 6%. as Apex Legends, as they launched Season 2 last week, it doesn't feel that it's really gaining traction. So that stock down on that news. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, video games are in, are important. I know you're saying, really, Rob? <clears throat> video games and movies are two areas where we spend a ton of money. And a ton of money is revenue. And Wall Street loves revenue. So we've monetized companies like Electronic Arts and Take-Two Activision. Take-Two, Interactive, and Activision Blizzard. And Nvidia and AMD and Microsoft and all the various plays there are on video games. Electronic Arts was a hundred and four dollars stock earlier this year. Um, it's hit a high. It's high. A couple fifty-two weeks ago was as high as one hundred and fifty-one. Now it's at ninety-two dollars. <coughs> Excuse me. I find that interesting. Now, I'm not going to tell you that the whole year I found it interesting. But now that it's slid well off its all-time high, and it's closer to a 52-week low, and we have the catalyst coming up next year of new consoles, maybe maybe Apex Legend wasn't the hit that they wanted it to be. It certainly was a good try, and I'll continue to watch its inefficiency, and if it trades down further, I will be all over it, like stink after a long run. Big seminar coming up Thursday, 6.30 to 8.30 in Palo Alto at the Ux Lodge. Talked about income and retirement. This is a really personally important topic. (laughs) Excuse me. I think people are underestimating climate change. I think people are underestimating the retirement crisis we're going to hit in 25 years. But for the next five years, I'll be fine. I got a job. the next five years, I'll be fine. I got enough saved that even if I lose my job, I'll be able to live off of it. But 25 and 30 years from now, I don't know where the planet's going to be. And 25, 30 years from now... I don't know where my retirement income is going to be. And it's one of the areas where we got to focus. That's what the show is all about. Nine-time Grammy winner, Lady Gaga was bankrupt. I love headlines like that after her monster ball tour because she's personally sank a a fortune into it. Sometimes the perception is, wow, she must have a lot of money. She's a rock star. And sometimes reality is maybe she didn't spend her money that well. Or maybe she invested in herself for a bigger return long-term. Worthy of note, I think. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, what we can talk about. The market's got good news, bad news on Friday. The good news was jobs report was better than expected for the month of June. The bad news is that means the Federal Reserve doesn't have to move as quickly as we were betting them. Um, so we deal with that, right? Good news is bad news. Sometimes bad news is good news. Had a lot of people lost their jobs, the markets might be higher. It's kind of a weird sickness that we're in that we're fo- we're letting interest rates determine the direction of the market, more so than earnings, more so than valuations. We'll shift. It'll come. You can find me online at roblackshow.com. Big event coming up Thursday evening. Big winner of the U.S. Women's Mas- uh, uh, World Cup Tournament, Nike. But you can meet me at the event Thursday evening. 6.30 eight 8.30. It's all about income and retirement. You can sign up for the event in Palo Alto by going to RobBlackShow.com. It's RobBlackShow.com. Nike was a sponsor of 14 of the 24 teams in the tournament, so their logo got seen a lot. Its jersey sales are surging after the United States won. Worthy of note, there's a lot of ways to make money in the market. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Big event coming up. Thursday evening at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. It's easy to get to. That's the, the best part about this. 630 to 830, it's income and retirement. I've worked 25 plus years, and I'm closer to retirement than I am towards you know expanding my career. So I need to start thinking about this. Hopefully, you're somewhere near there as well. Uh, you can learn more about the event by going to Rob Black show or newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. And sign up for the event there. Plus, there's five or six really good downloadables. One of them is on the 10 pillars of retirement income. And you can learn about what we're going to be talking about. Um, you should know your expenses. You should maximize Social Security benefits. You should plan for a surviving spouse. You should work out your IRA you know, taxes to be as efficient as possible. This and much, much more. I'm going to go over some stocks that are just core solid names that everyone kind of agrees are great for the 10, 20, 25, 30 years. Um, So you can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show or NewFocusFinancial.com. That's NewFocusFinancial.com. Use the code radio 25. Now, Friday had good news, bad news. The jobs report was okay. And that's the bad news because the market kind of wants it to go to heck in a handbasket. Jobs are the blood of our economy, right? And if it goes to heck in a handbasket, then the Federal Reserve is going to lower interest rates. And that means lower credit card payments, lower mortgage rates, lower refi rates, uh, lower borrowing costs for corporations, it means that you can't get as much of a return in a treasury or a bond. And that in and of itself says you should own stocks, and that's why the stock market likes it. Now again, the stock market's got an extended valuation of 17, 18, 19% for the year, and that's through the first half of the year. That's incredible. You remember the TV show, That's Incredible with Kathy Lee Gifford? You probably don't. Um, it had a couple people. And Fran Tarkenton was one of the people. And it basically be stories from around the world, videos from around the world, like, here's a car that rolls uphill. Put it in neutral, and it rolls uphill, and it's kind of an optical. Like, it was one of those things. Here's the man uh, with incredibly long fingernails. Here's the man who, the incredible Yogi Kudu, who can get into a box the size of three foot by three foot, and we're going to submerge him in a pool, and if he panics, he dies. But he's a term that's incredible. It's been pretty good on the markets this year. Deutsche Bank over the weekend said, not so much with us. Major restructuring. They're going to cut 18,000 jobs. They're going to exit its global equities and trading business. They're going to suspend its dividend until 2022. That's a lot of pain. Now, oddly enough, Wall Street likes that. If you're going to be a company that's struggling to grow revenue, you might as well fire people in the eyes of Wall Street because that's something. Boeing, down again Saudi Airlines has cut a big order, almost $6 billion of the 737 MAX order in favor of Airbus. Now, this is a company-specific issue, yet Boeing's weakness, because they have such large exposure to the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S P 500, pulls the market down with it. Verizon was downgraded today to neutral from buy at Citigroup. The growth just isn't there, and they're a little bit worried. The growth in TV and other services other than wireless, the wireless is great. 5G is going to be fantastic. It's going to be like butter. Um, but their problem is that if the Sprint deal does go through with T-Mobile, there could be a price wars. Uh, hey, end of the year, we get a new Star Wars film. But hey, before we get there, a new Spider-Man film did well. Oh, and hey, there's a new Jungle Book movie coming out. Those are reasons to own Disney. You have to find reasons not to own Disney, and it's tough. It's one of those stocks I think you can own for the long term. Total broker advisor for the action any stocks ever mentioned on the show. I own shares Disney. Anyhow, the go-to excuse that the Fed's going to cut rates has caused the market to pull back a little bit right now because the jobs report was good enough. Um, there's a lot of downgrades today on Apple, Applied Materials, Lam Research, Western Digital, NetApp, as well as a reminder that you know there's no trade deal between the U.S. and China, and it's far from certain uh, to say that. Both sides are being incredibly, I don't want to use the word fickle. Both sides are kind of dug in, right? Consumer staples are doing well today. Real estate and utilities, those are areas, particularly consumer staples and and utilities, are areas that we have to have food. We have to have electricity. So money tends to flock to them when there's a little bit of uncertainty. Rosenblatt gave a pretty nasty downgrade today of Apple. And essentially, I don't want to say essentially because that sounds bad, um, but they have a problem that the hardware world is deteriorating for them. Now, I'm fascinated uh, taking a, some time off and going hiking every day last week. I, I looked at my Apple Watch all the time, did I closed my rings, and I closed my rings, and I closed my rings. And then you study what the new software is going to have in it, and then they got that, like, that heart rate monitor last year. And what are they going to come out with this year? if it's blood glucose, I'm in. I'll get a new one. Uh, but we don't know. Um, so that's a pretty big downgrade today. And I, I don't think it's tough to say, I get it. So Apple's downgraded to Ro- by Rose Blatt. They said after strong service revenue growth over the uh, last four to six quarters and the launch of Apple Music and News, they think the service revenue growth will also start to decelerate. So they say $150 price target on it. And they also kind of say that you know, the second half of 2019, um, the iPhone sales are going to be disappointing. What the word on the street is, the next iPhone is going to stink. But the one after that's going to be fantastic because they're changing the way their logic board fits into the rectangular form factor. And they're going to have a a design pause. Um, But the second generation will get it right. So HomePod, AirPod, iWatch may not be meaningful enough to support total revenue growth. And again, if the phone, if the uh, watch doesn't do something meaningful or different, my Series Three or my Series fo- my Series Three is fine. I don't need a Series Five. Um, I skip Series Four because I don't really believe the heart rate monitoring thing is all that in a bucket of chicken yet. Maybe in the future, you can tell me if you have an iWatch and you think it's all that in a bucket of chicken version four. Let me know. Uh, I've been playing with their software recently. Their new software is coming out in the fall for the Mac. The uh, iPhone, not the watch, they won't let me do that because I'm not a developer. But software's nice. Um, The dark mode's probably the nicest thing about the phone software. It just makes reading email that much easier. It's an odd thing to say out loud because that doesn't sound exactly um, awesome, does it? So today's story on Wall Street is that the Federal Reserve probably not gonna cut interest rates quickly because the jobs report that came out on Friday some stocks that millennials love to invest in. I'm always fascinated by lists. Who doesn't like lists? You know, Dave Letterman made a, a career on the top 10 list from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, or Flagstaff, Scottsdale, Arizona. And then he'd always move the home office kind of thing. Cute. But millennials love to buy Tesla. Not my thing. Canopy Growth, marijuana. Not my thing. Beyond Meat overvalued, but I get the church of what's working now. They also like Uber, and they also like NVIDIA. Um, those are the top five stocks that they want. Now, what they don't want anymore is Apple, Netflix, Snap, and Sirius. It's a pretty interesting list. Don't do anything with it. Just uh, start building, you know, uh, investor acumen in your brain. Big seminar coming up this Thursday, 11th of July, 6:30 to 8:30 at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Income and retirement. It's a big one. Um, what accounts do you draw from? Social Security strategies. We leave billions and billions and billions of dollars in badly executed uh, social security strategies. Sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Under events, use code radio25 to get in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you ever want to talk about, we can talk about. That's the beauty about this show, I believe. Hopefully, I'm being honest with you on that. Um, I want to get you to retirement. I want to tell you things along the way that I've learned, like whole life insurance and variable life insurance. When I was in my 20s, before I got into the financial world, I didn't know that term life was the best way to go. I'm glad that I do now. Um, When I was in my 20s, early 20s, I didn't know that I needed disability insurance. I can tell you from doing this show for years that, The number one reason that I see people are poor is that they get disabled. They lose their ability to earn money. The most important thing you have from age 20 to 60 is the ability to earn money. You may think it's your sex appeal. Hey, your sex appeal is pretty good. I'm not going to deny you that. But the best thing you have is your ability to earn income. So you have to protect it with disability insurance. Then you have to learn early in work from age 20 to 60, and you're going to only get a fraction of what you think you're going to get. You should get a Social Security statement in the mail every five years, but you should also get online at ssa.gov. Sign up for an account and find out how much you're going to get in retirement. It's not that hard to do. You can see what you're going to get at 62, what you're going to get at 65, what you're going to get at 70. If when I turn 62, if I'm feeling like I'm going to die in the next year, I'm going to take it. If I'm feeling like I'm going to make it uh, 80, I'm going to wait until 70. Because every year that you wait, you get an 8% return. And in, in secured money, that's pretty damn good. So my job on this show is to guide you to retirement, to stop you from making mistakes. Yeah, do I want to own beyond meat? Hell yeah, it looks fun. But fun's not the way I get to retirement. One of the things I'm going to be talking about at a seminar Thursday evening, 630 to 830 are hardcore great stocks, stocks that you can buy for your kid today and will probably make money in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Companies like McDonald's, companies like Berkshire Hathaway. Of course, you're going to want to consult a broker advisor before you to take action on any stocks, but build up a core portfolio before you play, get into that play money with Beyond Meat, if you get what I'm saying. So Americans believe that they need 1.7 million on average to retire. That's according to a survey from Schwab. But most savers aren't putting enough away every year to get there. That's the conundrum. It's also like the environment conundrum that I I talk about that I do believe in global warming is accelerated by man. And I do believe it's going to be a tougher planet in 25 years, but maybe not in five. Maybe I won't notice it in five. I think the retirement crisis in America is going to be much bigger in 25 years. That's why I'm trying to get you ready now. I think there's going to be a world of haves and have-nots the way our capitalism system is working, for better or for worse. you got to save for retirement. I've got a friend who's 50, ooh, maybe 2, and she saved $40,000. She survived cancer. I'm like, that's not enough money. And in her mind, I survived cancer. I should go to France. I should go to Paris. You need $1.7 and she's got thirty dollars or $40,000. That's not good. It's a pretty good number if you average out median salary across the United States at $1.7 million is where people want to get. But for instance, I think I need more. I live in a very expensive state with very high taxes, very high income taxes, very high sales taxes, very high property taxes. So even if I own my own home, I still have to pay property taxes and maintenance on it every year, right? So you never really own it. It's like a uh, townhouse. I hate townhouses in in concept because you never really own it. You always have that homeowner's fee, even if the mortgage is paid off, you still have something you got to you know, send money into. More than half of the people surveyed in the poll where they said $1.7 million was a magic number are contributing less than 10% of their salary to 401k. 401k is the largest, bestest source of retirement savings with an annual contribution rate in the United States of about $8,700 by investors. That's a good start, but it's not enough. If you start in your twenties and you stash ten to fifteen percent of your salary away, you could have, you should have enough to retire comfortably. Um, But if you don't start until forty-five or older, you need to set aside thirty-five percent of your salary. That's a goal very few people can achieve. And since we live in the world of, I've got a friend who does. He works with Uber, and he just bought a McLaren. That's a damn fine car. (laughs) It is a sweet vehicle. But also, I think it's, it's showing off. It's extreme materialism, and that money could have gone elsewhere. It could have gone into college funds. It could have gone into savings for his kids. It could have gone into trust for his kids in later years. He already had a nice sports car, and then he just gets extreme materialism. And I think that's where most of America kind of lands at this point in time. Two-thirds of workers said that they're somewhat confident they'll be able to live comfortably through retirement, and yet the math doesn't add up. So Congress could soon pass the first major retirement reform since 2006, which is aimed at further expanding access to retirement savings for workers, and they should. It's called the Secure Act. It would push back the required minimum distribution age for retirement accounts to 72. That doesn't really sound like it's helping you much. It's just saying you, you can work longer until you tap into your nest egg. You know, to let long-term part-time workers participate in 401k plans, and they're gonna make it easier for small businesses to offer plans to employees. That's the one that I like. So our government's there, and I think they're conscious. I don't think they're doing enough for us. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. One of the reasons I like Visa and or MasterCard, maybe American Express, maybe PayPal, um, Square, is Americans are using cash Less and less and less every year. Cash use has plummeted over the past four years, and this is like a trend, and it's a very investable trend. In 2015, transaction data from companies' devices in millions of physical stores showed that half of all customers use their cards in transactions for as low as like transactions of eight dollars. Four years later, half of all consumers have pulled out their uh, pulled out their cards for purchases as low as four dollars and fifty cents. So we're using our credit card for Coca-Colas, you know, uh, we're not using cash. We're not using cash for small stuff anymore. (laughs) Excuse me. Credit card usage has been trending higher during these years, even as transactions get smaller. It's one of the reasons I like owning a Visa or MasterCard investment. They're expensive, but I don't want you to own them for five years. I want you to own them for 20, 25, 30 years. Now, again, here's the fear. What if we start buying stuff with Facebook's uh, blockchain technology? What if Bitcoin takes off? What if we start buying everything on reward points that aren't really cash but act like cash? So in the past four years, we've seen a 10% increase in credit card usage for transactions that are small. That's telling you something. Um, We are not a cashless society. One of the companies I first looked at in 1996 is like the next Microsoft was a company called CyberCash. And basically, it was a secured bank account on your phone. It was a little bit ahead of its time, but we are going towards a cashless society. I love it. I'm with it. I'm in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Big event coming up Thursday evening in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, 630 to 830, income in retirement. I would love to see you there. CFP Chen, Burton would love to see you there. Go to newfocusfinancial.com. Sign up for the event Thursday, 630 to 830. Use the code Radio25.